Welcome to Rental Equip Talk Radio with your host, Donald Charbonnet. This is the radio program designed for industry insiders, as well as anyone interested in getting into the rental equipment industry. Now, here is Donald Charbonnet. Well, hello, rental world. How are things today? Uh, how's your utilization? How's your downline looking? Uh, so I'm your host, Donald Charbonnet, broadcasting live from New Orleans. As always, a big thank you to all our listeners, tell your friends and associates. Couldn't go without uh, everyone please offering uh, their thoughts and prayers for all the victims of all the mass uh, shootings in the last week or so. I'm not sure what this country's coming to, but uh, we got to keep praying to make it get better. So I hope you enjoyed last week's show about your mid-year business checkup. How'd you do? You making any changes or create a new to-do list? I do want to remind you that this isn't the only thing that I do. I can help you with uh, equipment financing. I can help you if you're thinking about selling or buying a business, uh, even insurance issues. I can help. Please keep me in mind. And as always, you can reach me at rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com, or you can call or text me at 504-615-0540. Let me know what's on your mind. And today's show is sponsored by Credit Safe. The safe and easy way to check a customer's credit. Let me know if you'd like some more information. Today's show is uh, actually from uh, the subject is from a listener by the name of Alan on an email I received. And he asked, everywhere I turn, all they're talking about is branding, branding, branding. Can you please give it some clarity? And so today's show is about branding. And there's a lot more to it than you think. And it would actually be easier if we were talking about cattle branding rather than business branding. So let's talk about how to build a brand. It's about more than just a clever logo. You know, learning how to build a brand can easily be a quarter-long MBA course. And so we have an hour, so here goes. And I'm going to go fast and just have uh, one break at 30 minutes uh, instead of the normal 15, 30, and 45 So let's start with the basics. What's a brand? A brand is a perception or set of associations consumers have of a business. Those perceptions originate from the story you tell about your business, the vision, the values you hold, the products and services you offer, and how your customers are transformed as a result of using those products or services. Developing a brand requires defining, articulating, and asserting your messaging, and then translating that message into channels where consumers can interact with your business. Creating a brand requires research, brainstorming, data, insights, and a clear vision for your business. The brand guides and drives every decision in your organization. Now, what I'm saying may all sound obvious, but you'd be surprised how often people dodge this first critical step in favor of sexy tactics like social media, video, influencer marketing, etc. They consider brand development an expense, a fluffy PowerPoint presentation, when in fact it is a foundation of their marketing and messaging. It's like building a house with a straw roof and no floors, and then wondering why it falls apart when it storms. You have to take the time to build the roof and floors instead of going straight for the chaise lounge, curtains, and fancy candles. You see, 
A successful brand satisfies four components. The first one is brand platform development. Brand development includes the strategic and creative design and architecture of a brand based on the market, customer, and business factors. Consider this the blueprint of your house. You're creating the foundation, guidelines, and rules before you even lay the first brick. In its simplest terms, you're defining who you are, what you do, who else does what you do, why you do it, who you do it for, and how you do it differently or better than the competition. There's a lot to unpack from each of these seemingly simple questions, and that exploration is the driving force behind the visual and strategic representation of your brand. You can't effectively create a visual identity system, the visual tools that an organization uses to communicate a brand, including logo, logo use and application, uh, typography, color palette, imagery, design, and layout principles, without first defining the key element components of your brand. There's an eight-step process to develop a brand, which I'll get to in a minute. A brand strategist slash marketer creates the brand platform. A creative director slash graphic designer designs the visual identity system. The strategic and creative resources work in concert to ensure that the optical, opt, excuse me, optical components are a correct, robust representation of the brand. Often, the visual identity system guidelines will lead with vital elements from the brand platform to show the symbiotic relationship between the two. Not many brands publish their full brand platform online. Number two, brand expression. Based on your brand development and visual identity guidelines, brand expression is the external evocation of your brand. From websites and social media, ad banners and brochures, to TV ads, radio spots, billboards, outside sales personnel, the brand expression is your way of communicating your brand to your intended audience. Third would be brand expansion. Expansion grabs a megaphone and shouts your message and assets to the masses in the form of marketing, advertising, and public relations. Consider this the distribution phase of your brand process. In the brand expression phase, you created the collateral. In this phase, you're distributing it in service of your business, brand goals, and objectives. The fourth would be brand authority. This is the phase where you showcase your dominance and authority in your particular industry. Brand authority can be an assertion of your market dominance or disruptive difference or the critical accolades or success you've gained as a result of your business's work 
in the rental sector. Lawyers, for example, showcase how many cases and settlements they've won on their websites. Industry leaders speak at conferences or publish books on thought leadership to educate other professionals in the sector. In short, brand authority is about establishing that you, that you know what you're talking about from a place of experience and success. Brand strategy is a plan that businesses create to embed themselves in the minds of prospects and customers. It uses the above four elements to build recognition, sentiment, and preference. When a company is successful at brand strategy, consumers know who they are and what they do as well as the brand's look and feel. And they've also now formed an opinion about the brand. So next, let's focus on brand platform development. There's an essential eight-step process for building a brand. Every marketer has their own method of brand platform development, but the systematic nature of this process has worked consistently for companies of all sizes. How we define a brand is in direct response to the customers we want to target and how we want to differentiate ourselves from the pack. The eight-step process includes customer, market, and brand analysis, elevator statement, signature story, positioning and purpose, benefits and reason to believe, brand personality, voice, and tone, SWOT analysis, and lastly, messaging strategy. So I'm sure at this point, you probably wish we were talking about cattle. So step one, customer, competitor, and company evaluation and insights. Everything in marketing starts and ends with data. You can't build a brand without data, the end. Data lays the foundation. It gives you content. Data allows you to define where you fit without feeling your way through the dark. However, data is directional. It can only take you so far. The trends, insights, and patterns you glean from data married with you and your experience are the one-two punch you need to build an effective brand. First, get to know your customer because you'll need to understand their wants, needs, and preferences so your brand and messaging resonate and make an impact. Get to know your market because you can define where you fit and how you stand apart. And then ask the hard questions about your business. What you do, who you do it for, why you're doing it, how you're doing it, and is it working? If you have an existing business, this is about evaluating the efficacy of your brand and messaging to determine where you've veered off the road. And for new companies, this is about being clear 
about what you're trying to build. If you don't have absolute clarity, you don't have customers. And you have to know your customers. Placing your customer on the back burner is where a lot of people screw up. They build their brand, their voice, their content, excuse me, their content strategy, a logo, a website, the whole shebang. And they forget about the customers. And we've discussed this on previous shows. Your brand is not in service of you. If that's the case, what you have is a hobby. Your customers should be at the core of your brand because they're ultimately going to determine the success of your business. Without customers, we all know there is no business because they are your business. Your customer wants to know who you are, what you stand for, and how are you going to make their lives better or easier or maybe even just plain fun. Your customer or target audience is a group of people whose attention you want to attract, the group you want to cultivate a long-term relationship with. The goal is to find them, get inside their head, to understand their wants, needs, preferences, and lifestyle, and ensure that your product or service and how you talk about it is relevant. We can actually talk about getting into their heads in a little bit. Remember, your customer isn't the entire world. You're going after groups or segments of people. Otherwise, your marketing will be diluted, generic, and dull. For example, let's say you have a business that runs specialty glazing equipment. You might want to say, I want to target every company that handles glass. You'll attract customers on the periphery, but if you only wanted to target people handling glass, you couldn't create a brand or distinctive message that spoke to your target's wants, needs, and lifestyle. You target people who have a short or long-term need for your specific products. Once you've figured out who you want to reach, get to know them. Now you have to become a CIA operative. The idea is to create a fully realized person because who develops relationships with the data set and a PowerPoint presentation? First, get basic demographic info like types of jobs they do, any niche or specialty type of work, size of their company, Who's in charge of rentals? Is it on-site or at corporate? Do they have national pricing agreements with anyone? Those types of things. Now, behavior. Who are they? What do they want and how do they want act? What are their habits? Do they want one point of contact? Are they ordering online? Go deep. Learn everything about your customers from the sports teams they follow to hobbies like hunting and fishing or golf or even charities that they support. Motivation. What prompts them to act? Why would they come to you? What experiences have they had with products or services in 
your industry, that is, the rental industry? How have your competitors served them? Consider the six C's of consumer motivation, and they are content, cost reduction, choice, convenience, customization, and community. And what about influences? Who do they trust? What resources do they use to search for and vet information? What sites do they visit and rely on for objective opinions? Have you directed them to your website? How about pain points? What keeps them up at night? Any problems with the job? Anything you can do to make their life easier or better? When they complain, what do they complain about? Identify your customers' core challenges and struggles. When, how, and why they experience them. And the journey. Get a notebook and write down their complete experience before, during, and after engaging with your customer with a CRM package or something to help you remember them. Research and talking to your customer will help you with this, especially for your next visit to them. This also leads to a smart exercise that allows you to take baby steps to visualize their journey, the empathy map. The empathy map is a great tool that gets you in the head of your customer. And it's also a preliminary step in crafting their journey. It helps you understand the following. What do your customers know about the business you're in and the products you sell or rent? Are they shopping the competition? How do they feel? How do they want to feel? How do your products get them in their feelings? Okay, at this point, you're probably overwhelmed and wondering how you'll access all this information about your customers. You can conduct preliminary research on almost anyone these days. Hobbies, education, past jobs. I use this a bit even in the M&A arena to know more about the company that is for sale or that is looking to expand. The more you know about someone, the better chance you have of doing business with them. The more you know about your customer, the more effective you will be at creating a narrative that resonates. Customers care about personalization, relevance, and context. If you're not speaking to them about your business in a way that relates directly to them, they won't care to listen. And it doesn't hurt to do some sleuthing on how your competitors are talking to their customers. How, where, and how often does your competitor speak about their business? Are they successful? Are there any gaps? Is your customer talking back? And if so, what are they saying? What insights from this can you employ for your business And you know what? Are you really listening to what they have to say? I'd say especially since so many projects are bid and they're at war with each other. That's contractor to contractor. 
Once you've done all your research, you need to talk to your customers like they're real people instead of segments or random data points plotted on a whiteboard. Consumers have expectations of you, and your job is to understand what they want and how to make that the center of their experience with your company. So you got to know your competition. We're going to talk about this on next week's show a bit. Context is crucial, and you can't define your place and point of difference in your industry if you're not aware of the overall size, health, players, and trends in the marketplace. No brand is created in a vacuum. Before you started your business or went to work for someone, you probably did a lot of research on the market, including things like market size and compound annual growth rate. How big is the market? Is it growing? And at what pace? Market health and sustainability is the rental industry stagnant or booming? Lately, we've seen the emergence of blue ocean brands. Actually, I actually read that book called Blue Ocean Strategy. It's very interesting. It's a quick and easy read. There are companies that carve out a new business model or a way of communicating within an existing market model. The basic concept is get out of the red bloodbath in the market and disrupt it or diversify. Are you forging a new path or competing in an existing one? Do you operate from a standard business operations model or do you have a new way of working? Do you have an expertise or insight difference or an advantage? And competitors, who are the major and minor league players? What are their strengths and weaknesses? How do they differ from you? What works, doesn't work about their products and messaging? How are they talking to their customers? Are they doing an excellent job of it? Mainly, you want to analyze your direct competition while also keeping an eye on adjacent competitors. Those companies that hover around your industry but don't directly compete in it. They're speaking to a similar customer and they have the potential to enter your market. What about product life cycle? Introduction, growth, maturity, and decline compose a brand's product life cycle. Where is the market right now, and where do you fit in? Are you introducing a new product in a mature market? Do you dominate a niche of the market? Are you a specialist or a generalist? Are you a market veteran? Do you have years of trust, reliability, and expertise? Are you a new player? Are you looking to redefine the industry or, as the tech kids today say, disrupt it? Key customer components. Excuse me. Key customer segments. This is a slight variation on the customer analysis 
you perform because you're looking at the industry with a large and understanding of the larger pool of customers instead of the segment you directly want to appeal to. Once you determine where you fit, you'll have a more refined understanding of your base. Innovation and market trends. Who's driving change in your sector? Is your industry prone to innovation or is it stagnant? Where do you fit in the trend spectrum? Are you forward thinking? Are you first to market with the new rental product or a cautious conservative? It's essential to keep pace with customer and industry innovation and evaluate where your business falls on that spectrum and when slash how you should adapt. What about barriers to entry and the ease of exit? How easy is it to enter and leave your market? Are you the Hotel California of brands? If your business is harder to get into, you can use that to your advantage, like how Blue Ocean brands are giving their businesses some breathing room. All of this research and analysis is also important when it comes time to develop your positioning and purpose. It forces you to consider where you sit on the industry curve and which factors define you and make you stand out. And you know, you got to know your company. The hardest part of building a brand is being honest about your business. We love our children, even when they're hurling sharp objects in our direction. We tolerate the tantrums and missteps, and we're probably the least objective person in the room when asked to list their worst flaws and weaknesses. But in business, that kind of love could be your ruin. Remember that Remember that time when you sat in your manager's office and they proceeded to review your annual highlight reel, the good, the bad, and the areas that could use a little improvement. You learned about the tools you needed in your professional toolkit to be competitive and grow. An annual performance review gives a clear sense of how you are being viewed and valued in your organization. When you're building a brand, no one is peering over your shoulder or evaluating you. No one is objective about your unique selling points and product benefits, except your customers. Most CEOs and managers view success through the lens of profit and anything that doesn't contribute to that profit picture is an expense. And we all know how businesses See expenses. And at that, let's take a short break and go back to Voice America so I can catch my breath here and we'll continue on with this MBA course about branding. So important and there's so much more to it. Back to you, Voice America. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Genie Z60 slash 37 FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. 
It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60-37FE Boom Lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high-efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit GenieLift.com. Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom Lifts, visit genielift.com. That's genielift.com. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. This is Rental Equipped Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to rentalequipedtalkradio at gmail.com. That's rentalequipedtalkradio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. And welcome back to today's show. Today we are talking about branding, which is a result of a gentleman by the name of Alan sending in a question about it. And we're trying to give you an MBA course uh, within about an hour, so we're halfway through. So let's keep rolling. Many people mistakenly view the brand building process as a non-essential cost. You can't get a direct return on investment or return on assets from positioning your messaging. But you also can't make real decisions about your business if you're on shaky brand ground. How do you rent more products if you don't know how to talk to your customer? What words do you say and when and how you say them? How do you stand out if you don't know what makes you unique? Why should prospective customers believe your claims and promises if you're unclear on why they should believe? No business can be successful without the brand fundamentals crystallized, period. Often we're caught up in our business instead of on our business. The part of the brand development process that forces you to be objective and honest about your products, purpose, positioning, 
promise, message, and customer is critical for long-term growth. Introspection, honesty, and self-discovery are essential whether you're a startup or an established brand. Take a deep breath and get surgical about your brand with a couple of exercises. They are an orderly way for you to evaluate your business, customer, products, competitors, and market position, all of which are powerful when building brand fundamentals. So brand exercise number one, brand evaluation and assessment. One, the essentials. Give short answers to these questions. What do you do? How do you do it differently or better than your competitors? That's positioning. Who do you do it for? Who's your audience? And why are you doing it? Pain point solving or solution providing? And goals and objectives. What is success to you? Please describe your short and long-term Goals should be SMART goals and straddle qualitative and quantitative. Business objectives and goals, brand objectives and marketing goals. What metrics have you used to benchmark and measure brand health and growth? What metrics do you feel are important for the long-term health and viability of your business? Revenue, number of sales, Average order value, site traffic, conversion rates, social media engagement, and customer retention. Number two, brand questions. What are your vision, mission, and brand values? Are you stumped on what these terms mean? Mission describes the purpose of your organization and how you'll achieve that purpose. For example, Patagonia's mission statement is, build the best product, cause no unnecessary harm, use business to inspire and implement solutions to the environmental crisis. Almost every rental website today has a mission statement. Envision, an aspirational statement that outlines your long-term objectives and goals over time. For example, Patagonia's vision statement is, we're in business to save our home planet. In this business, it would probably revolve around customer satisfaction while returning profitability. And values and belief system. Your values and beliefs are the guiding principles that which matter most to you, that drive every aspect of your business. It's your moral compass and core and gives you and your employees a sense of purpose and direction. For example, and I'm picking on Patagonia as I don't want to point out a particular rental company, okay? So Patagonia's stated values are the following. Build the best product. Cause no unnecessary harm. Use business to protect nature. Not to be bound by convention. So what are the rational and emotional benefits of your product or service? Do you have any existing research about your customers? Who is your current customer? Do you have any demographic information? 
For example, age, gender, geography, education, marital status, home ownership, device ownership, all that kind of stuff. But what about buyer behavior? Where, how, and when are they buying, or in our case, renting your products? Who generally do you want to serve? Think about the customer you want to repel. Who don't you want to service? How do your customers perceive your brand or business? Is there a disconnect? Does your brand have weaknesses? If so, how would you like your brand to be positioned? Who are your main competitors? Include direct competitors and perhaps companies in adjacent industries. How do you believe your presence compares with your competitors? What are you better at? And what are your competitors better at? And third, products and services. Outline your products and services. What do they do? What are their functional and benefits? Do you have a hero product or service? Do you have product lines or other services? What are your primary sales channels? Do you have a channel partners such as uh, re-rent companies? Or do you rent directly to the consumer, direct to businesses? How is your product different from or better than the competition? Do you have a competitive edge? Research, distribution, supplier advantage, resources, experience, product innovation, etc. And what results are you promising? What outcomes will your customers experience if they use your product or service? In other words, why you? What makes you an authority on the products and services you rent or sell? Why should consumers trust you versus the guy down the street? Now, brand exercise number two, brand reflection. Taking the time to answer the following questions will be critical with formulating the remaining components of your brand platform. What are you most passionate about when it comes to your brand and business? What change do you want to evoke or create in the industry you're in? What is your purpose? What are you good at? What makes you different from the pack? Do you have any advantages that make you stand out? Specific areas of expertise? Specific uh, methodologies? Ways of doing things that are different from your competition? And what do you want to be known for? What are you offering in your business? What are your services? Be as detailed as possible. Write this as if a client has contacted you and asked what you offer. What services do you want to provide? What services do you plan to offer in the future? Why did you start your business? Or in some cases, why did you become a manager of a business? What was missing in your industry? What gap are you trying to fill? What problems are you trying to solve for in your business? What solutions do you hope to provide? Describe your ideal customer. Who are they? What's your client's biggest problem? What do they need you for? And what kind of transformation 
do you want your customers to experience? Step two, the elevator statement. The elevator statement is the cocktail party conversation, part of your brand. It's the answer to the question, what does your company do? The elevator statement doesn't need to be sexy. In fact, fluffy copy can distract from your offering. The goal is clarity and brevity. It's not the whole of your brand, but it's the elevator, the one to two minute description. The elevator statement and the signature story you'll get to in the third step, lay the foundation for your positioning and clear direction for your creative copy and visuals. Framing your elevator statement is easy when you use the be, do, have technique. Being, this is your why. What characteristics do you bring to your business? Doing, this is your what to find your business. And having, this is the outcome your client will experience as a result of working with you. Step three, the signature story. The signature story tackles both the big question and the minor ones. Why did you create your business? What motivated you? Who do you want to serve and why? Is there a glaring gap in the market that you can fill? What's your why? But let's make it plain and simple. You meet someone at a party. You hate parties because people and apparent feelings of awkwardness and psychological despair. You make small talk and then you exchange the superficial. So what do you do? You tell them about your business you created or manage and why you do it. Maybe you talk about your vision and mission. Not everyone's in it for the money, and perhaps you want to leave your mark on the world in a particular way. What bolts you out of bed and keeps you up at night? What struggles are you discovering along the way? You tell this story in your own words and voice. It's unique because it's from you. You might speak super fast and become animated when you get excited, or maybe you're thoughtful, measured, and speak from a place of experience and perspective. But there's a story you want to tell, and it comes from inside you. There is a science behind effective stories, and this is how parts of your brain responds to stories. And I told you it would be getting in your head. Dopamine. The brain releases dopamine when it experiences an emotionally charged event, making it easier to remember and with greater accuracy. Cortex activity. When processing facts, two areas of the brain are activated, Broca's and Wernicke's area. A powerful story can engage other areas, including the motor cortex, sensory, and frontal cortex. Next is neural coupling. A story taps into parts of the brain that allows listeners to transform the story they hear into their own experience. And mirror neurons. Listeners will experience activities similar, not only to each other, but also to the speaker or storyteller. Man, I tell you, talk about getting into somebody's head. Uh, I'm no doctor, but that's a lot more complicated than I thought it was. A good story is made from a key, a few key ingredients. 
First, authenticity is important. A real story is more powerful than you think. We forge connections with people who proudly wear their vulnerability. Real stories attract the people you want to serve and empower you to communicate with them. Serendipity is how your business launched as a result of a coincidence, an accident, or simply the lucky stars. Simplicity adds value. Use specific images, words, cultural signifiers that your customers relate to and understand. Talk about past experiences where you helped the customer with a problem. The signature story and elevator statement drive your brand story in a way you combine the emotional with the practical. Your story highlights your values and belief system, as well as what you do, why you do it, why clients should trust you, and how they ultimately benefit. All of this is key to forming your positioning statement as it zeroes in on what makes you a special snowflake. And it's so important to center your customers because you're creating a brand in hopes that it will attract the people you want to serve. The point of the signature story is to make your story their story. The signature story is about you understanding their challenges and coming up with a solution. That's what we do in this business. Most brands fail because they only talk about themselves. Customers are selfish. They want to know why they should care and why you matter to them. It's a nuance in messaging, but an important one. Browse website homepages. Within 15 seconds or less, you can gauge how you directly benefit from a product or service. Or have you just read a paragraph about the company? It's the difference between these two statements. Your story addresses the mindset of the customer head-on and then poses a solution from someone who has the experience and goods to get back up the promise. Consumers want to know that you're thinking about them 24-7. To make story magic happen, you need to inspire your customer's imagination. Identify their problems and solve them. Make them sit up and pay attention. Give them something they didn't expect, especially since everyone else's offering is mass product. Associate your brand with your fresh take. Project that freshness, imagination, and intrigue onto you. Step four, positioning and purpose. Brand positioning. Brand positioning is defined as the territory you occupy in your customer's mind relative to your competitors and whether they believe that you're the best option to meet their needs. How can your company address your prospects' desired outcomes in a way that no one else can? You won't find positioning statements on a package, website, or store shelf. Rather, it's an internal exercise that drives all the key decisions in your organization. It defines what you say, where you say it, how you say it, and to whom you say it. It guides what you produce and how you market and sell it. Effective brand positioning relies on competitive research and analysis, consumer insights, and an honest evaluation of where your business stands and fits in the marketplace. 
you create positioning through the target, category, benefit, and an evidence. The two is the target. Start by addressing the audience you're serving directly. Specificity is key. Your brand is the category. In which industry do you operate? Your category or market gives you a point of reference that helps define the space in the marketplace where you compete. And that is the benefit. Define the promise you're making to your audience. What are the main benefits you're delivering? That's because the evidence, why should your customers believe you? What supports points, evidence, and claims can you use to back up the benefits? Your positioning is driven by your market, customer, and brand insights, and it speaks directly to your customers with clarity and confidence. Consider the following questions when crafting your positioning. Does it set your brand apart in a way that puts people on pause? Is it agile enough to allow for long-term growth? Does it speak to your customer in a way that's clear and direct? Is it consistent across all aspects of your brand? Can you own it? Is this statement exclusive to you, or could it be reflective of every shop on the block? Brand purpose. The purpose is the business's reason for being, not renting or selling. It's human and puts the consumer at the center of the brand. The most successful brands build their positioning into their purpose. Shifting from where do I stand to what do I believe? What are my values? What are my vision and mission? Why did I start this business? What keeps me going? What sustains it? Brand purpose is your brand's philosophical heartbeat. So you finished the industry and customer research part of your work. So now it's showtime. Sometimes even big brands aren't able to succinctly articulate what makes them distinct. There are more exercises that'll help you when establishing your positioning and purpose. You gotta be fast on your feet. You gotta be first, only, and best. Fill in these blanks. We are the first two blank. We're the only who blank. We are the best at blank. And you gotta find your promise. A promise is a thing you're telling a customer you intend to do for them. It's the reason they should buy from you. What about benefits and reason to believe? Brand benefits are the tangible and intangible value that your customer experiences as a result of your product or service. Irrational benefits relate to the specific performance of your product. There's emotional benefits also. There's brand personality and tone of voice. Brand personality, personality in this case refers to the human characteristics, emotions, and attributes embodied by a brand. And that brand tone of voice is the expression and embodiment of your personality, beliefs, and values. And there's also, as we've all done before, the SWOT analysis, strengths, weakness, opportunities, and threats. 
is the messaging strategy. Your content strategy brings all the brand's puzzle pieces together. Now that you have a fundamental understanding of your customer, landscape, company, and brand message architecture, you can design a messaging strategy for each of your customer segments. Each step builds and expands upon itself. Building a brand takes work. It's a marriage between your passion and experience and a world of data available for the taking. At the end of the day, you're creating your own personal Frankenstein, something that is so close to being a person in the flesh. And if making a brand was as easy as buying fancy fonts and getting someone to create your logo, we wouldn't see so much convoluted mess in this marketplace. Getting your business off the ground requires you to be scrappy, agile, surgical about your cost. But this is one investment in your business that will save you in the long run. Don't sidestep the brand development process in favor of other investments because without this process, when it comes time to go to market, you may not be clear on what it is you're selling, why your customers need it, and why you should be their first choice. In closing, I really want to thank Alan for his email that drove the subject of branding today. As always, if you want to reach me, Radio at gmail.com or pick up the phone and call me or text me at 504-615-0540. And remember, you can always listen on demand. And don't forget, financing. I can help, buying or selling. I can help. Insurance issues, I can help. And I hope some of the issues today either helped or provoked some questions for the success of your business. Next week, an open forum with more interesting ideas on competitor analysis. Today's quote, when people use your brand name as a verb, that is remarkable. So says Meg Whitman. It's been my honor to spend this time with you. I crammed a lot into an hour. I'm Donald Charbonnet, your host and the diehard of the rental industry, signing off and remember, always find time for the things that make you happy to be alive. Hope everybody has a great week, and we'll talk to you next week. Back to you, Voice America. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Rental Equip Talk Radio. Be sure to join your host, Donald Charbonnet, next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition on the Voice America Business Channel. Until we speak again, have a great week.